Once I thought to write a history of the immigrants in America, then I discovered that the immigrants were the American story. Oscar Handlin. Part three. Now that you're in the U.S. Chapter nine. Start your business quest with gratitude and relaxation. So what if you're on a business visa with a countdown timer? As a business owner, entrepreneur or investor, whether you accept it or not, time can become your master. In business, timing is everything, even from a philosophical perspective. But when the tires meet the road, whatever industry or venture you own or are part of in Canada owns most of your time. It doesn't matter if you feel pressed for time all the time or you're excellent with time management. You exist in the space we call the world and you're moving through this thing called time and space. And if you ever lose track of time, well, there's always a timeline or a deadline or an alarm clock to remind you that it's time to wake up or go to that meeting or file your taxes. However, a bizarre thing happens when you begin traveling to the U.S. as a business visitor with a plan to invest in an existing business or start a new one. A countdown begins the moment you're admitted into the United States. On top of all the things you have going on back home in Canada that you need to manage and pay attention to, you still begin operating on a countdown schedule here in the U.S. once you receive that B-1 visa. Most people travel for business to the U.S. They usually do so for a one-off meeting or in a conference or maybe they fly down to purchase a vacation property for personal use. These, these sorts of trips last anywhere from maybe three days to 30 days. But a 30-day U.S. trip for any of the above reasons or something similar is entirely different than a 90-day or 180-day status the immigration officer granted you for that B-1. From our personal experience, I can tell you that you get treated vastly different when you request entry into the United States for six months for business versus that one-week trip you use it as an excuse to get out of the frigid Canadian cold. And you will feel it too. Even after you're admitted into the United States for uh, 180 days, for example, your journey to the U.S. isn't this short few-day trip you know you'll be back from next week. And instead, your entire journey feels more like a quest. So your attitude when you're admitted into the U.S. for 90 days or even 180 days, it's also entirely different. When we used to travel for a few days at a time, we took for granted, and we shouldn't have, the immigration and customs officers. We thought to ourselves, well, it's just a formality that they're here. We'll be back in a week. What are they going to say anyway? But that attitude of taking the immigration agents for granted turns into a feeling of gratitude, okay, when your business quest shifts, when you're admitted into the U.S. for 90 or more days, and I firmly believe you should request a... 180 day stay even if you know you'll be back sooner your attitude towards your interactions with the customs and immigration officials softens for the better maybe it's because you're now on a much larger quest to build your canadian dream in the u.s in the form of a new business or purchase a new company but when you desire for more out of life and business translates into you requesting more time legally on u.s soil you begin to feel as if you have more to lose by not having gratitude and not respecting the position of those immigration officers. Here you are, having gone through the process of arranging your life in Canada. So for the time that you're inside the U.S., you're still meeting your obligations back home, whatever they may be. When you travel for a short time, there's a lower amount of commitment to your cause as a business visitor than when you arrange your life and plan to be inside the U.S. for six months. 
But when you're admitted to the U.S. for that extended time you requested, you begin to feel in your gut and with all of your being, you're playing a totally, totally different game. The short U.S. trips people take now feel wishy-washy to you. Instead, you are pot committed to your cause and you begin to see yourself and the vision you must achieve as a quest during your stay. That immigration officer who admitted you uh, is the first authority in the U.S., whether they know it or not, who by accepting you in the country said to you indirectly, welcome, the game is on. What are you going to do with your time while you're here? Mentally prepared to develop and direct your U.S. business vision. We have been blessed beyond belief with being interviewed and always admitted into the U.S. by the kind of customs and immigration officers Canadians traveling to the U.S. could only dream of. All of the officers who admitted us into the U.S. acted as pseudo attorneys during our interactions with them throughout the years, except for the Christmas Day 2020 debacle where it was technically our fault for crossing the border back into the U.S. during pandemic restrictions, every immigration officer, okay, all 30 plus of them have always made us feel more welcome and comfortable and guided us one step closer to a non-immigrant entrepreneur visa, the very popular E2 that we now hold. Chances are you will also encounter customs and immigration officers who will understand what your long-term intent is, even if you don't speak it out loud to them, and they will guide you in that direction. Unlike us, where we had to blatantly ask them out loud, what's the USCIS? Back on Boxing Day 2015, by the time you arrive at the US pre-clearance facility inside Toronto, Vancouver, or the other six airports that have one in Canada, you will be well informed with the difference between USCIS inside the US and what they do and what the US consulates inside Canada do for business non-immigrants. Once you have arrived at your US destination, it's time to begin developing your business vision so that eventually you will have a working business to direct. The first seven days of a US business quest. There's scientifically backed evidence, in case you didn't know, that your brain spends the first seven to ten days helping you adjust your psyche to your new environment when you take a trip. I always found it ironic, even before I was aware of this, that by the time I would take a trip somewhere to a resort, like in the Dominican Republic or Cuba, I was fully adapted to that place, not wanting to leave after seven days. The irony is... That's how long Canadians usually spend in these warm climates. And by the time they begin to acclimate their psyches and relax into the resort life fully, they have to fly back to Canada. The first seven days of every U.S. trip we have taken as business visitors, Melissa and I spend it acclimating to the area, the people, shop for essentials, go hiking, and take long drives around our immediate surroundings. Sleep is highly recommended during this phase of your fresh arrival into, into the United States. Okay. Especially us because we've driven to California from the East Coast and the West Coast, you know, 14, 15 times. Yeah. Sleep's very important. However long you're used to sleeping every night, you should add another hour or two for that first week. You have spent a lot of energy preparing and qualifying yourself to the immigration officials before you are admitted entry. We have noticed our patterns of behavior after all of our entries into the United States where we were admitted lawful status for 180 days. And during the first seven days, we kind of just, quote unquote, took it all in. Even though you're on a countdown timer to begin researching and developing the early stages of your business vision, 
You can't do so correctly unless you give yourself what we call a segment of refreshment. There will be plenty of time to build your business vision to a level where you will be ready to change your status and apply for an e-visa once inside the United States. Here at the Canadian American Dream, we will show you how to do so legally and how to apply with the USCIS to extend your B-1 stay. Note, chances are you have read the above paragraph while still in Canada. Okay, I remind you of what I mentioned in previous chapters. Do not tell immigration officers before you are admitted entry to the United States on a business visitor visa that you intend to extend your stay or apply for an E2 unless they recommend you do so. Okay, it is not illegal to do any of the above that I just said during your lawful B-1 stay here in the U.S., but you could still be denied entry because telling them what you plan on doing to take advantage of their legal loopholes can be problematic. It establishes to them that you had what is called a preconceived intent. In other words, just because you know it's legal to do it once inside the U.S., it does not mean you should rub their faces in it. Be couth about it and treat your interactions with immigration officers as if you have something to learn from them. Nobody likes a smartass. ass. 